As I prayed over the passion, I realized that there, there's all these threes I kind of picked up. There's three different hearts within the passion, which I'll speak on next year. There's three different crosses, ways of carrying the cross. There's three different main figures. It's all these threes. But the one I want to focus on is the different characters and the three ways that they show us on how to carry our cross. Jesus says that you have to pick up your cross daily and carry it. But before we look at these three, it's important to realize what your cross is. Do you know what it is? Maybe you have more than one. Maybe you have a whole bunch of them. There was a story of a, a guy who was complaining about how heavy his cross was. He had to carry it every day and he was complaining to Jesus. I have the heaviest cross in the entire world. And so Jesus appeared to him and said, well, I'll allow you to switch crosses if you'd like. And he said, that's exactly what I want. So he took him into this enormous room and there were crosses all over the place. Big ones, small ones, gigantic ones. And he said, here's the deal. You've got to put your cross down and you can pick up anyone in the entire room. Search as long as you want. So he put his down, he walked around and around, he was looking all over the place, and finally he's like, that one, that one's the smallest one. And he picked it up and he said, I want to exchange this one. And Jesus said, that's the one you brought in. <laughs> Oftentimes I think that we see our crosses as being so much bigger than they are because we're not carrying them correctly. At the center of every passion narrative, at the center of every church, at the center of our faith, is a gigantic cross. And there are different attitudes in how you carry it. So the first way to carry it in this life is displayed by the two thieves. They're the ones that are carrying an actual cross with Jesus. How did the bad thief carry it? With resentment. With hatred. Thinking all the while that it was unjust and unwarranted. Even though the good thief said to him... This has been justly given to us. These are the crosses that we choose. We bring them upon ourselves through our own sin, through our own weakness. And we have two ways of carrying these types of crosses. Either through resentment, blaming God for it. God, why would you do this to me? Save me and save yourself, as the bad thief says. Or, we can carry it as the good thief, who probably at the beginning had resentment. But at a certain point, while he's carrying the cross on the way of the cross, realizes that in this cross that he chose, he's not alone. And it's not like he just has a friend with him, or a relative. God is with him. And in the end, it's this cross. You guys, you got to pick this stuff up. Don't just read through these passion narratives and just be like, wow, that's a great story. I hear it every year. It is his cross that saves his life. If he's not hanging on that cross and he looks at the Son of God, he never says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus never has the opportunity to grant the man salvation. It is because of the wickedness that he did, his own sin, when it was properly received 
and he owned up to it. It became the union point between him and Jesus. Whereas the other thief, in his resentment, it became a wedge between them. So who are you? Are you the good thief? Or are you the bad thief? One way leads to life, one way leads to death. Do you realize that even though you and I have made huge mistakes and brought immense crosses upon ourselves, upon our families, that Jesus is there hanging beside us, waiting. Waiting to grant us life and forgiveness. That's why Paul says, I glory in my weakness. That's where God wants to meet us. At our worst spot, the spot that we hate, the spot that we were just like, if this would go away, I would be a saint. And that's not true, by the way. If that would go away, something else would come, trust me. That's where he wants to pour his love and his mercy. He wants to hang on the cross with you and through it, save you. But there are also those crosses that are given to us and we don't want them. Ones that we haven't chosen. And God asks us to carry the cross, to unite ourselves to him. Here I think of Simon of Cyrene. Here is a man who didn't deserve any cross and probably at first didn't want anything to do with Jesus. Didn't know who he was. One of my favorite scenes in The Passion of the Christ is when they get Simon and they're like, you carry his cross. And he's like, I didn't do anything. Because even to be associated with a crucifixion tainted your relationship and who you were. And he stands there and he says, I want everybody to know that I will carry this cross, but I am guilty of none of this man's crimes. Fine, I'll do it. And as he's carrying this cross, and he's united to Jesus, and again, that movie does an amazing job. The longer he carries it with Christ, the more love enters into his heart. And my favorite scene is when he falls And he picks him up, and you see Jesus' arm wrap around Simon's arm. And now they're not carrying it alone. Now they're carrying it together. And here's something to think about. What happens when we freely accept the cross that Jesus asks us to give, even though we didn't warrant it? We know from Scripture that Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. These two young men became bishops in the early Christian church. And we can presume the only way that that happened was because Simon said yes to something he didn't want to say yes to. Something that he didn't even deserve. But he says yes, and through that, love and grace just pour into the church. I think about people, maybe they're diagnosed with a disease they never asked for. They don't even deserve it. You ever seen those people that are so good? So good. And bad things happen. Crosses are given. Just imagine if every parent 
could accept those imposed crosses and carry them with Christ and love their children and their spouses through it. Imagine the life that would be unleashed into the family. Simon could have walked away. He could have given up. But he chose it to do it for Jesus. And through it, it redeemed his entire family. So the first way we have is either resentment or acceptance. The second way is carrying the cross with the Lord and growing in love. And then finally we come to the third cross. Christ himself. To carry a cross completely out of love for someone else. He said, I will embrace this cross in total abandonment to the Father who loves me. And I will do it not for me. I will do it for them. I choose this though I'm innocent. And I choose it to save the guilty. I carry it on their behalf because they can't carry it. And I will do it in love. No matter what it costs me. That is the highest form. When you bear the burden of someone else. Not because they deserve it. But because they can't bear the burden themselves. If I find myself carrying a cross with resentment. I invite you to turn to the Lord like the good thief and just beg him for help. If you're carrying a cross that doesn't seem fair and it's been hard, link up with Jesus like Simon did. And don't carry it alone. And finally, embrace whatever cross you are carrying, not just for you, and your life, but for others. So that they can have life through your sacrifice. So the question, ultimately, on this Friday that we call good. The question is, what is your cross? And ultimately, how will you carry it?